0: As we've talked about inspirational art, usually I refer to it as, uh, you know, Jesus, uh, Bible, religious type stuff. But some of these artists, it's strictly landscape. It's the beauty of the earth that, that people find uh, inspiring. And so, yeah, you, you look at the word inspire, what inspires you? And you probably will find an artist that belongs to the Inspirational Artists Association that will inspire you in the way that you like to be inspired.
1: The voice you just heard belongs to Bob Sagers.
0: Okay, My name is Bob Sagers. I'm a a model. I also do background acting. I collect Pez dispensers, which is kind of something unique people don't know about me. But I love being in front of a camera. I hope that's good.
1: Who met with me over Zoom to teach me about modeling for inspirational art, primarily paintings depicting scenes from the Bible and posing as Jesus. I'm your host, Liz Christensen, and it's all in the telling. Welcome to episode 62 with inspirational art model Bob Sagers. When you say you're a model, you're my first model on the podcast. What technically does that mean? Like, what does it mean to be a model exactly?
0: That that means all all sorts of things. There's a, there's a lot of different models. When uh, the industry is looking for models, usually that's uh, fitness models, people that uh, work out a couple hours a day and they look like it, you know, Um, they want to see them running on treadmills and uh, that type of stuff, uh, drinking sport drinks. I I do inspirational art, so I don't have uh, the world's best looking abs uh, or the world's biggest biceps, but I have some mannerisms that kind of set me apart, uh, not to mention the beard and the long hair it sets me apart from all the other models out there. Um, a lot of models will do, uh, the, the fitness models will do print work. So you'll see, there, see them in catalogs or brochures. Mine is usually in paintings. So you may see myself uh, hanging uh, in churches, uh, temples, people's homes, um, any anywhere where people are wanting inspirational art.
1: What classifies it as inspirational art? Is that for you specifically, like a religious thing, or is it broader than that?
0: Yeah, it's usually religious. Uh, a lot of the, the New Testament, Old Testament stories are considered uh, religious art. Uh, pictures of Jesus, uh, Jesus and the apostles, religious art. Um, it can also be uh, any, anything that that lifts you um, and brings you closer to Christ. Um, it could be uh, pioneers. Um, it could be, uh, yeah, any anything religious. But it could be a, a field of lilies. A, a lot of artists will do landscapes. And that can be, you know, something that lifts you, uh, makes you feel good, brings you hope. That That's inspirational art.
1: I want to ask you about one of the words you used. You said you have some mannerisms that yeah. make you a good candidate for this. Elaborate.
0: So, so uh, playing Jesus, right? That's kind of probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. As, as a model, sometimes there's not much to it. You just stand in front of a camera and let them tell you what to do. And uh, they may want your left hand up and your right hand down or what have you, or turn to the left. But there's some things not all Jesus models can do. And that's that's portray Jesus in mannerisms, how, how to hold your hands uh, so that uh, the artist can depict them. You know, if I hold my hands up like this, that doesn't make a good picture. Um, all you see is fingertips. But if I show you my fingers, th- that's what artists want to see. That's what uh, people want to see when they look at a painting. They don't want to see five little dots that are pointing at them and try to go, oh, that's that's hands. They want to see the actual hands. And so there's, there's tricks to um, showing artists your body. And 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 how to move, the the Jesus way, right? Uh, oftentimes we see um, Jesus's hands, you know, with the the two fingers on the bottom slightly bent, and the two fingers on top pointing out, as he's instructing people. Even uh, upon the cross, uh, oftentimes he's he's uh, shown like that. And artists want to show the hands; they want to see the hands, and so. When you're in front of a camera and you're posing for an artist, you got to make sure the camera is seeing the hands the way that the artists want to draw or paint them.
1: I feel like that's maybe true for two separate reasons, and I want to guess at them. Hands are hard to draw, right? So they want the yeah. model as a point of reference, but also Jesus's hands are like symbolically, thematically important to the story, right?
0: Yeah, right.
1: What other parts of you are you really cognizant of besides the hands?
0: Facial expressions. So there, So with inspirational art, oftentimes uh, you get stories like the um, the woman who washes her feet, uh, washes Jesus's feet with her hair, people that are being healed by Jesus, um, different things where there's emotion, people that uh, were brought to light, people that now have a newfound hope people that are in, in sorrow. And that needs to be portrayed through the face. The, the artist can do a lot with paint, but they can't capture what you're not showing them. They, they can try to uh, round the corners of your mouth up or down, but it's easier when they just got somebody that is giving them the smile or the frown that, that they want to see in the first place.
1: What are you thinking about while you're portraying Jesus, are you? I, I'm picturing like things I've seen in television on Hollywood, right? And models like put on their music and they jam out or whatever. I've. Do you listen to inspirational music? Is it silent? Are you thinking, talking?
0: It it's silent. It, it depends if if I'm uh, doing a model shoot for just one artist. It's usually quiet. We're usually in a studio. Uh, about once a year, I'm involved with a, uh, a photo shoot. Uh, has probably about 15 to 20 different artists that come that's a little noisier there's uh more than one uh model uh there's usually i I think this last go around we had uh, eight to ten different models and so things are a little noisier we're out in nature but nonetheless i i try to think um i'll usually prepare myself if i know what stories uh, they want portrayed um oftentimes they'll say, "Hey." Bob, can you come model for me? I I want to do a a picture of this. And I go, yeah, fantastic. Uh, So the night before, I'll usually read that story. Oftentimes, it's a a scriptural-based or historical-based story. I'll read that to kind of get myself in the mood and acquainted with uh, what's happening with the individual they want to paint. And then, uh, usually before I show up, I'll say a little prayer. Ask, Ask for some divine help that one, for the people that see the painting, that they might feel something, right, Um, that they might be drawn closer to Christ through what I'm doing and what the artist is doing, and second, that I can help the artist achieve what they're wanting to do, and so, yeah, oftentimes there's some stillness and quietness and uh, and allows time for reflection, Um, sometimes not so much, but I do, I I think, uh, a quick story here, I, I did a nativity scene Probably uh, uh, 2012, you know, so it's been eight, eight, seven, eight years ago. This particular artist, Mike Mom, had me uh, portray uh, some shepherds, right? A couple shepherds in the picture. So as I took turns posing next to a a make-believe manger that had a light in it, uh, there wasn't even a baby in there. I I was doing uh, Bible videos at the time for uh, the LDS church. Uh, Just as a background actor and uh, had participated in that and got to to know some of these stories and felt like I had some experiences where I, I literally felt like I was walking where Jesus had walked. And as I had posed for this nativity scene, man, I I looked at this manger and thought about there being an actual baby in this manger and not just any baby, but the actual Jesus baby Jesus and thought about everything that he would go through in this life. And, uh, man, that just set the mood for me. It really, uh, made me appreciative. It, you know, and and it gave me reflection on what these shepherds, you know, they had angels come to them and announce. And, and I don't think these were shepherds that were just out with no clue that there was a a Messiah. I, I believe these were probably religious shepherds that knew of the stories of a Messiah. And, uh, for these angels to to bring it to life for them and go hey this messiah is now in the manger and for me now years later being one of those shepherds and reflecting on that experience and knowing what jesus is going to go through from birth to the end and including resurrection it became a, a wow moment no longer just a a stranger next to some baby's manger I was a shepherd that was very acquainted to who this individual was and it was uh, exciting to be there and and it was a joyful wow experience to be next to that manger and that the artists get to see that
1: That's what they're trying to capture with their camera so they can paint later. Yeah. I I want to ask you a couple questions about that. The first is going to be logistic. You are multiple people in the same painting. Yeah. Did you see the finished product of that? And did the artist do a good job of making you not look like a repetitive person?
0: Yeah, um, th- they capture it from uh, different angles. So you may get one kind of at a, a 45 degree angle and one from a, a profile. So I do look different. Um, and oftentimes uh, people go, how did you do that? And then I might just take a minute to explain how this process works. The the artists don't just, uh, you don't just go sit in front of an artist anymore while they paint. They take pictures. For instance, they for the nativity one, they, they might take a, a picture of a baby in a manger. And then uh, later on, they might take some pictures of people around this manger. And when I was there, it was just me that was modeling. Um, they might uh, get some animals and uh, take some pictures of them. And then they Photoshop it all together in the layout that they want. And then they paint it. And so, uh, yeah, oftentimes people ask me, wow, how did you model for both of those? Is it, did you have to stand a long time in one spot and then move to the other spot? It's like, no. Um, you know, I went and modeled for about 30 minutes. They got all the pictures they needed and then they paste them together how they wanted.
1: Is 30 minutes about like the average or normal amount of a, of a shoot for modeling for you?
0: Uh, it it depends. I'd I'd say uh, thirty minutes to an hour. Um, a lot of times, uh, you go to uh, help an artist out. They want some stock photos too for other projects they're working on. So they'll take advantage of that and uh, take lots of pictures. What, about once a year, we I talked about we do this uh, big photo shoot for the Inspirational Artists Association, and that's usually a, a day. That's uh, sometimes it's eight o'clock in the morning till uh, you know in the evening, five, six, seven o'clock at night. Uh, so yeah, it can be a long, a long day.
1: I'm going to come back to asking you about the Inspirational Artists Association uh, Day, because I think that's so interesting, but bouncing back to the nativity story you told me, it made me think that um, the vast majority of what you're doing as a person of faith are, these are true stories. Have you modeled for something that was fictional?
0: Yes, as far as there's not the scriptures to back it up, it's, uh, Um, and artists personalizing the, the story themselves. Okay. Um, You know, and and there can be various, um, I I think of Jesus, right? Um, We know the scriptural parts of Jesus, but there's a lot of people uh, right now that find hope in having a picture of Jesus with their, their, their loved one that had passed away, right? It's not scriptural based. I'm sure that they, had an opportunity once they left this life to, to meet Jesus, uh, maybe be wrapped in his arms for a, for a moment, but there's, there's nothing scripturally based that that we find that, that says, Hey, uh, this person's loved ones was in Jesus's arms. Um, And, and there's, there's stories like that throughout the old Testament, new Testament, where people go, Hey, I I read this, but I want to picture it this way. And, and it becomes a little different than, than uh, what, Is scripturally, uh, what what the scriptures define it as, but it's their own personalization. And so, yeah, it becomes a little bit uh, fictitious.
1: Do you find that you as an actor are filling in gaps in the information you have in the same way, whether it is really factually based what you're doing or there's more interpretation? Like, is the process same for you or is it different depending on how much you think this is strictly as it was?
0: It, it's the same for me. I, I try to find out, um, you know, the, the history. Whether the uh, artist uses that or not is up to them. And I, I try to take what I know historically, but use mannerisms, facial expressions, whatever they're wanting me to portray to to make the image in their head come alive. And oftentimes they'll say, you know, hey, I want this figure, um, this and this just happened to them. I want them to to feel sad or I, I want them to to be joy because uh Jesus just healed them. And, you know, and it might be an account that we don't have of Jesus healing a particular individual, but they want to show it. And uh and so yeah I put myself into those shoes and I go, what would a person uh, that just went through this experience, be filling. And I try to think about that and, uh, try to fill, um, what they would have felt and, and try to let that show on the outside, uh, those feelings.
1: It's so it sounds like you're working kind of internally and then to externally. Um, if I can put like (laughs) simple terms on it, but you're also like cheating to camera and things like that. When you're thinking about how exactly to show your body too.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Have you been trained in either of those approaches or is this just sort of stuff you kind of picked up as you've gone?
0: I've just picked it up as I've gone. You know, it's like the first couple model shoots I've done, um, the artist would say, hey, can you move your hair back behind your ear? We want to see your ear. And so I get to the point that uh, 95% of the time, I automatically do that uh, to the ear that's facing camera. Because I know they'll want to see the for the most part, there is some artists are like, let's cover your ear. I just want to show the hair. But most of the time they want to see the anatomy. They want to know what the ear looks like. They want to paint that. They want to capture it in their photograph. Same thing with the hands. They, they want to see the hands in a particular way. So I've, I've learned based on their instructions as they've, as they've told me what to do after doing it several times, you kind of learn what, what they want. Um, you pay attention to, the light source and uh, the shadows that it's causing, right? And then you kind of know that, oh, hey, they're not going to be able to see this because there's now a shadow over it. I need to bring it down lower. I need to raise my hand higher. Yeah, I've picked it up as we've gone along, but I've had great teachers. I've had artists and photographers that know what they're doing that have been instructed in contrast and lighting tell me how to, to move and what to do to get the pictures they want.
1: How did you get involved in this in the first place?
0: That takes me back to probably about almost 10 years ago. Um, The LDS Church was doing a project, uh, bringing to life the the, the life of Christ. They were doing some Bible videos. I became a background actor. You know, I I have long hair and a beard right now. Uh, When I first got involved, man, I had uh, uh, probably about an inch of hair on my head, clean shaven, I I went to uh, kind of an introductory for these Bible videos and the casting people said, hey, you know, if you want to be in it, um, I think you've got the look, but you've got to grow out your hair and you've got to grow out your beard. So I started that, um, became an extra background on uh, the Bible videos and uh, met a guy, uh, Shane Croton. He uh, he came to me one day and says, hey, I've got this uh, friend of mine, Scott Sumner. He wants to take some photographs of uh, Jesus and the apostles. Would you want to be uh, part of those pictures and be an apostle? And I was like, "Heck yeah, that would be awesome!" So we we went uh, to Thanksgiving Point. Uh, they've got a fascinating garden area there, and uh, they they picked me as James, you know, Peter, James, and John, and which was really cool. We did some uh, specific pictures for the the uh, three main leaders of uh, Jesus's church. And it was cool to to have this little uh, organization, the three of us, and getting our pictures taken. I got to know uh, Mike Malm uh, from that same uh, photo shoot. He came as kind of a friend of Scott's, wanted to get some uh, subject matter and some stock photos, and got to talk to him and found out that, hey, we live in the same area. Had no idea. And so uh, Mike Mike calls me and uses me. Uh, I've uh, helped out Scott Sumner a few other times, and because of that, that was that was my basic uh, step into the spotlight for modeling. I got to know some model, some uh, artists, got to know some other models, and it just it was a networking thing. You know, oftentimes people ask me how how do you find the the work for this? How do you you know get involved with uh, these artists? I don't. They find me. I got my foot in the door once and some cool paintings were were done and and these artists will have shows they they have uh, the inspirational artists association has usually a show every uh first weekend of december at the joseph smith memorial building not this last one because of covid they'll do shows they'll have their artwork in galleries and other artists see it and they they go hope oh, who who was that person that modeled for you and and uh, as you go to the shows to see where you showed up in uh, the artwork, um, you get to meet these artists, and then they go, "Hey, would you mind modeling for me? Here's my card." And you know, yeah, here's my information, and feel free to call me. From that one experience ten years ago, led to uh, many, many pictures. I don't even know how many pictures are out there that uh, I've modeled for.
1: We're on the continuum of enjoyable pastime? to a professional career where does this land for you
0: this is strictly just a hobby Um, this is just a something that I do for fun you know and money wise I don't know if you could make a, a supporting career out of doing what I'm doing if I wanted to be a fitness model yeah I could do that but to be an inspirational model I, I don't know if I, I could make a career that would support a family. Uh, so, yeah, it's strictly just a, a hobby and a for fun thing for me.
1: Can I ask you, is it it provides a supplemental income or are you volunteering?
0: Yes. <laughs> Depends. Uh, so, um, you know, like I mentioned, some of the stuff I've done has gone to uh, churches, uh, temples, it, especially when I model as Jesus. I have a hard time telling people, yeah, pay me the big bucks for this. I, I just, I don't feel good about it on the inside. So I don't do it. So, some of the uh, the artists, we have an arrangement. They, they tell me right up, hey, you know, I'll sell this painting for thousands of dollars. I have a hard time just letting you model for free. I make money, you should make money. And so we have kind of a little uh, plan that they pay me enough that I can take my wife out for ice cream or something like that. And you know, so we, we do that. I help them, they help me.
1: Okay. So I want to, I want to go back to that International Artists Association, especially, well, tell me first a little bit more about what that is.
0: It In- is a inspirational, group.
1: Sorry. Inspirational, yeah, inspirational art.
0: Artists Association. Yeah. And, and it's a, a group of artists that uh, come together. Their main focus is to create all works of art uh, that are inspirational. You've got, uh, People that do glass, stained glass windows, um, that type of stuff. You've got people that draw, people that paint. Um, you've got sculptures, uh, people that'll do uh, uh, the head busts of prophets, uh you know, inspirational art that way. Whatever art is out there, um, you've, you've got them doing it, whether they're doing it with uh, oil or acrylics. There's just so many different arts, photography. These are just people that are wanting to inspire a lot of them are uh, lesser well-known. Maybe people uh, join the Inspirational Artists Association to, as I mentioned, they do shows. So it's a, it's a it's an avenue for them, a venue, to get their art out there and looked at. But yeah, there's I don't even know how many artists are in there. There's quite a few artists, and it's great to see all their work, and it, it's different.
1: That makes me really want to ask you, what inspires you?
0: For, for me it, it is the uh, biblical stuff when, when you look at a painting there a, a lot of you know if you've had a humanities class uh, in college or something growing up you you get to see all this different art right um, you get to see different paintings and uh, some of it is just people uh, some of it's just landscape and and some of it's not really inspirational it's just like taking pictures of things right? Um, and, I, and I shouldn't say it's not inspirational. It's not inspirational for me. But uh, as I look at, so, so, so art can be just seeing, using your eyes and, and seeing a picture. And we know a picture tells a thousand words. But inspirational art does more than just shows you a picture. It tells you that picture. Um, it, it allows you to feel and use your feelings. Um, you, you feel something on the inside. From that picture that, that that's what we talk about and refer to as inspirational art right And so uh, what inspires me I, I like to see Jesus paintings where Jesus is doing something of good uh, where he's raising uh, a person from from their infirmity he's healing a person he's providing comfort. Uh, he, he gives an individual hope and when I see a painting that I feel that hope and that comfort, that inspires me. Yeah, I I love those pink. I might I might mention as well I've modeled probably more from Mike Malm so I always refer to him. He's he's such a good guy. Um good artist as well if you see his stuff. So he did he did a a painting. I I think he called the lilies, I could be wrong, but it's it's Jesus in a in a, a field of lilies um surrounded by a family and I am I'm the father figure uh I'm modeling as the father in that Painting and Mike mentioned and and this is just paraphrasing Mike right. I can't quote him because it's been too long ago. But he talked to me about that painting and and we were familiar with the scriptures that talk about Jesus taking care of the lilies of the field, right? He he clothes the grass, and so if he's willing to take care of those things that can't take care of themselves, how much more would he take care of us? And Mike told me about this painting. And, and so we look at that painting and we see the lilies. And we get the idea that Jesus takes care of the lilies of the field. And then we see this family that's listening to Jesus, right? And then our heart and our minds might reflect upon that family as being someone that Jesus takes care of. And then we take it one step further and we go, okay, that's, that's a family in a painting. But what about my own family? Is Jesus willing to, to help me and take care of my family? um cuz i can't do it all i'm i'm a dad of five kids and and uh, a husband of a wife i i struggle you know i i have my daily struggles like anybody else and so i i lean on jesus to help me with my my trials of life and to help me when a when a kid uh, acts out or does something how do i discipline and what would jesus do you know and i i find hope as i as i think about Jesus will take care of the lilies. He'll take care of my family. And it becomes very personal and inspirational.
1: On the day that the Inspirational Artists Association puts a bunch of you together and a bunch of photographers or artists together, I'm trying to picture this like, if, does it feel like a convention? Are you all kind of in a really big room? Do people just come up to you and say, kneel real quick? Or like, <laughs> what is that like exactly?
0: It is It is so awesome. It, it's it's a lot like uh, it, it's somewhat doing like background work for a movie. Everybody's together. You start off uh, uh, with a word of prayer. You introductions. You get to know all, all the artists and and all the models real quick. There's a, usually a theme. So this last year, this last summer, we did our theme was uh, Old Testament. Um, so we uh, depicted stories such as uh, Moses um, with his staff, and and the uh, they actually had brought a live snake that they had put on the staff to be the, the serpent, um, that if people would look, that would heal them. They did uh, Abraham and Isaac, as Abraham was uh, sacrificing Isaac. They did uh, uh, Adam and Eve. Um, they did different uh, scenes of, of prophets, Elijah, uh, and the fires from heaven, and just uh, Moses being led into the into the river in, in the basket, you know, uh, all, all sorts of just pictures from the Old Testament. So I so I help help the Inspirational Art Association in this aspect with the last couple of years. I've been instrumental in helping them find a location to shoot and uh, bringing the models since I know the people um, from my background work as an actor. I know the people that have the beards or the looks that the the artists want for these things. So I bring in the models. Um, I know some of the people I know which ones have their own wardrobe and I know some of the the uh, wardrobe people out there that can supply us um wardrobe that we need. So I bring it together, they bring the artists and it becomes just, yeah, a mini convention. This last one kind of give you a kind of a step-by-step of what happens. We had a, an artist and I think we started uh, maybe at eight o'clock. So there was just a couple models that came to help this one artist out. He, he shot for an hour and then another artist came kind of had some private time with a few more models. And then it became a general session. All the artists came, all the models were there. Um, we had a prayer, got things uh, kicked off. And then uh, you might have a couple artists that say, hey, would you come uh, put this robe on, put this outfit on, uh, hold this prop, model over here. Um, this is the story we're, we're trying to recreate. And they're doing that with all of you. And uh, so you get maybe five of of you together that uh, they're trying to depict this story. Meanwhile, you're just sitting there watching, and they come and take another couple, and hey, let's go go over here and do a, do a story, and and it does. It's like that all day long until closing time, and um, finally gets to the point where uh, the the sun is setting and the pictures aren't looking very good, and and it's time to say goodbye. But it's just it's a fantastic day that just um, there's so much interaction. That, that you all leave as friends, almost best friends. You feel like you've known each other for years and it's only been a day. Be- best, best day in the world, yeah.
1: How is your experience with your work when sometimes it goes places that you don't necessarily get to go to? Like if it's in a temple that's far away or do you even know where your work all goes? Or sometimes do you have to track it down? Are you surprised?
0: A lot of times I'm surprised. Oftentimes the artists, uh, if they're thinking about it, right, and it's like anybody else got a lot of things on their mind. Um, they think about it. Sometimes they'll tag you on social media and say, hey, I just finished this. Um, a lot of times they're commissioned pieces. The, the artist is giving their, their rights away for that original painting. And so they can't publicize it. They can't uh, sell you copies of it. That's the way with some of the, the ones that are in the temples. The, the church oftentimes will commission these artists to paint certain things and and buy the rights. And so sometimes um, sometimes the artists will let me know and go, hey, this one's going to uh, Peru or, uh, you know, somewhere far away. that's going to the Rome temple or whatever. Um, and that's cool. But, you know, uh, and I, I wish I could go to every uh, temple open house and uh, not just to see this magnificent building and the beauty in it, but to see what pictures of me are in there, you know, uh, which ones made it. But it's it's uh, unrealistic to be able to take those trips, but uh, yeah, it's it's exciting. Sometimes I know, sometimes I don't. This uh, I was telling you about this picture I was recently in. Um, I I modeled as Jesus. I'm on a slick rock. Uh, The artist was trying to portray that Jesus kind of shines through after a storm. I noticed how beautiful the picture was. the the contrast of uh, Jesus in a white robe against this uh, darker gray slick rock, you see lighting coming through his robe and, and uh, light uh, touching his fingertips. And it's just beautiful. And uh, I got about that far into it and realized that's me. And uh, (laughs) it was so cool. Um, Oftentimes, when you pose as Jesus, it's not Jesus, it's, it's yourself, you know, and and it, and, and I have a hard time looking past that and, and finding the, the special connection with it, you know, um that that some that other people will. Um I don't because I see me in there, you know, and my wife will she'll verify that. She'll say, yeah, that's that's not Jesus, that's my husband. I, I can see that plain as day. But this last one, I got caught up in the picture before I realized it was the face. And I, I guess that's one advantage of not being tagged in everything and saying, hey, this is you. The Artists had forgot Kaylee Wells was the one that uh, did the uh, picture, and it's fantastic. It was neat to be able to fall in love with the picture before realizing it was me as as the model.
1: What are some of your favorite things you've done?
0: So I talked I talked to uh, to you already about the Nativity one. That was cool. and That was special. That was one where I uh, felt the spirit really strong. And and not all of them. I might just mention that here is is uh, even though we're doing inspirational art. Not every experience that I model for is is uh, spiritual. you know you go oh, you're you're acting as jesus that, that's spiritual. no, not every time it, it sometimes you don't know the story. sometimes they're just using you in the background and can you stand here and dress in this? And it's just another job. You don't feel the spirit through it i I do like the one uh, I'm actually uh, portraying John the Baptist, the resurrected John the Baptist, bestowing the priesthood to. Joseph Smith, and uh, Oliver Cowdery. And that's a cool one. I've been able to see that one in uh, General Conference. Uh, that's That's been one that they've uh, shown on the screen. It's hanging in the uh, uh, Visitor Center in uh, Pennsylvania. It's It's been on the front cover of the enzyme. So that's been, like, cool. It, it's one that I had to get a picture of, uh, my, my own print of, because it's just it's awesome. That it, uh, it, it was a cool one to be a part of. I really like that one. There's been ones that have been outside of the normal modeling. I'm still modeling, but it's, it's at the request of uh, friends or uh, mothers that are uh, struggling with, for instance, I I modeled with uh, this little boy named Chase. Chase is uh, missing a chromosome. So he's a little different than the rest of us. He's got some, uh, Sorry for choking up, but he's got some disabilities that uh, prevent him from having a life like you and I. And uh, mom and dad are in a position where they don't know how long they'll have Chase with them. And uh, they, they allowed me to uh, model as Jesus with Chase. Um, get to put him on my lap and hold him in my arms. And uh, it becomes a very tender moment to see I'm doing what Jesus would do. We're bringing hope and comfort uh, to the downtrodden to these individuals that may not have the hope and comfort that they want. This summer I did another one for uh, a guy named Talon Summers. Awesome guy. He uh, He's suffering from a terminal illness. It, it's fantastic to be able to step in place as a Jesus model. And you really feel like you get a better sense of what Jesus came to the earth to do. We we find it through his atonement and through his example. He wants a better life for all of us. He wants us to be happy. He wants us to have hope. And a lot of times in the world, we find the opposite. We find the, the world wants to take that hope away from us. And so I find these opportunities fascinating uh, one of the first ones I ever did was at the uh, Jerusalem set in Goshen. Uh, artists that came uh, one day uh, while we were uh, filming some of the Bible videos, and they took us aside uh, while we weren't filming and set us up. And I got to put my hand on uh, the person being the Jesus model and was uh, representing an ab- an apostle at the time, right? Um, as Jesus was healing a-, a person that was on a mat and uh, lifting them up, I see that one oftentimes, and it's so cool to see that. I, I like those type of pictures because it it's uh, it, it brings you the hope that Jesus is there for you to lift you and bring you up in your worst moments. You got to turn to him and sometimes reach out to him, but he's there.
1: One of the pictures that I, I took from your Facebook and we talked about before I started recording, I just have to ask you about what is the story behind Jesus in the car in the desert?
0: Oh, so that's, that's actually pretty cool. So I got an invitation from Ryan Stream. Uh, he's a big motivational speaker here in Utah. He's an uh, advocate for uh, those that are suffering addictions to uh, rise them out of it. He's an example of a of a guy that was uh, at one point homeless, was uh, addicted to drugs, and has turned his life around. Um, he met a, a fellow uh, Ryan Palmer, who lost his son to drugs, uh, to addictions. Um, they got together and decided they want to do a music video to bring uh, awareness to addiction. So they had this idea of going out to the salt flats where it's white and heavenly and, uh, doing some things that the son who had died from an overdose, some of the stuff that he loved, um, such as, uh, Motocross, uh, jumping, jumping these motorbikes, right? And uh, so they brought a motorbike out out there, had them uh, uh, do a flip in the air over a Ryan stream playing a piano, and uh, Ryan stream invited me to come out to uh, be Jesus. Wanted to uh, have a Jesus figure that would embrace um, this son that uh, had gone to the other other world, to the other side, and be embraced and show that. He's still loved. And so the, the one that you showed me is is by a Corvette. So while we're out there filming, this guy and his wife show up in the Corvette and go, what are you guys doing? And this this is a couple that came from Nebraska out to the Salt Flats, right? There, there's a lot of contrast, uh, a lot of white. And, and you see the Corvette, it's white and black. And I love Corvettes. I was so happy uh, that, that they asked the, the couple if if they wanted to be in the video. And uh, so you'll if you go and watch the the music videos called Wonder, um, you'll see the Corvette out there doing some figure eights and doing some donuts out at the Salt Flat. I love Corvettes, but I was in costume, so I I didn't want to be sacrilegious, but I did want a a picture of that Corvette way bad. So I I stepped next to it and got a picture in my uh, heavenly Jesus outfit next to this cool Corvette. So uh, that's what that was about.
1: (laughs) I love it. It's just, you know, it's just a good contrast.
0: <laughs> no, it was good.
1: Can I ask you where you hope your career goes in the future?
0: And that's a loaded question. I've uh, played Jesus. What, what, uh, what better characters can you play than that? Um, I've had some astounding uh, Jesus artwork. You know, this last one I talked about with Kaylee Wells. Um, I've done uh, um, Ken Spencer, I've done some of Jesus and, and the atonement, uh, Bruce Olson as well. H- how do you go bigger and better than that, right? I've got pictures in the temple. W- where would you rather have a picture hung? Um, so career-wise, I've, I've hit my bucket list for what I've wanted to accomplish uh, as a model. And, and I've, I've, I have mentioned I'm starting to put together some of these uh, photo shoots, helping the Inspirational Artists Association out I want to do more of that. I love love getting together with the artists. I love modeling for them. I I turned 50 this year, you know, and and luckily the artists can uh, paint away wrinkles. They can paint away the gray hair. You know, they they can add color and and make you look Jesus. But Jesus wasn't 50 when he was on the earth. I really feel like I've hit my glory moments with my modeling. Um, I just hope that I can continue to be in some additional inspirational art. I, I want to see people that are touched and continue to hear stories of of people that uh, feel something as they as they see it. So I, I don't want to be anything bigger than I've already been. I just want to continue to do more.
1: Thank you to my guest Bob Sagers. Bob thank you so much for letting me interview you today. I've really learned a lot and I've appreciated how you- infused your work is with what you are and and who you are and what you do. I think that's really cool.
0: Awesome. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. This has been good.
1: Leave a review for in the telling on Apple podcasts. Find out more at Lizzy, theme music by Gordon Vetus. In the telling is hosted and produced by me, Liz Christensen. Thank you so much for listening.